Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa! The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Powder Blue Review, brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast and our special sponsor, Untuck It Men's Wear. Appreciate you guys keeping this train rolling. As always, I am your host, Michael Peterson. You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That is spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Go ahead and follow the podcast Twitter handle as well, at PB Review Podcast. And if you haven't checked it out yet, guys, go on over to boltsfromtheblue.com. That's where I am, the deputy manager. We do a couple weekly things there. Uh, plethora of good writers over there as well. So if you want any more chargers, just need a chargers fix, something to read, something to watch, anything like that, head on over to Bolts from the Blue. You've always got something going on over there. Today, guys, it's unfortunately not a victory Monday um, not a victory Tuesday, I guess it would have been in this situation, but uh, the Chargers lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in Mexico City on Monday Night Football in a game that was probably closer than you or I probably would have thought, especially with the, the plethora of injuries throughout the Chargers. The Chiefs beat the Chargers 24-17. Chargers did all they could to stay in this game. Um, but unfortunately couldn't do any of the stuff that would have helped them win this game. So today's show, uh, we're going to talk about kind of how each player did, go over stats, kind of briefly recap the game in general, see how everyone did. We're going to go over my surge or static players of the week, and we're probably going to talk a little bit about Phillip Rivers at the end because... There's been a lot of opinions, especially in the in the media today, you know, just 24 hours after his performance against the Chiefs, everyone is questioning Philip Rivers and just overall his future in LA or with the Chargers in general. I'm not sure what it looks like. I am kind of at a loss for thought on this one and I know each season we kind of it waxes and wanes, you know, it ebbs and flows of how people feel about Rivers. It all depends on, you know, what have you done for me lately and by that fans really change their entire mindset on Rivers as a player depending on his most recent performance and obviously if you guys saw how he did against the Kansas City Chiefs you probably understand that the feelings right now for Philip Rivers is not good it's not good whatsoever and it might be at a low of lows um I don't remember the last time people probably felt this bad about Philip Rivers so Again, we are going to go ahead, get the show rolling. Never like to make you guys wait any longer, so let's get into it. The Chargers came out hot on Monday night against the Chiefs, marched right down in nine plays for 68 yards, took five and a half minutes off the clock. The Chargers were unfortunately able to only get three on the first drive. They made it all over the red zone, but unfortunately, the theme of this season has been you know, when, when the offense is bad, they can't do much of anything. When the offense is good, it's good until they get within the 20 and then it all kind of falls apart again. You know, the wheels come off. So that's really what happened in this game over and over and over again. The Chargers took an early 3-0 to zero lead on the following, uh, the first Chiefs drive of the game. Uh, they allowed six plays, but only four total yards um, and obviously got the ball right back. 
Chargers take it a uh, good field position actually because the Chiefs first punt bounced back quite a few yards and the Chargers were able to go seven plays 38 yards took another three minutes off the clock into the red zone and unfortunately missed the field goal um, actually it was just outside the red zone but Michael Badgley missed a 40 yard field goal it was the uh, shortest miss of his career and was actually the first kick missed in Mexico la, 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 Mexico City since the uh, NFL started playing games at Estadio Azteca. On the very next drive, the Chargers were able, or Chiefs drive, the Chargers were able to pick off Patrick Mahomes. Rayshon Jenkins stepped in front of an interception. Awesome play. Baited Mahomes to throw a deep uh, seam up the right side. Came away with the ball. That drive was just five plays, 30 yards. Um, unfortunately, the Chargers couldn't turn that interception into any points because Phillip Rivers threw his first interception of the game uh tried to short throw a short pass to keenan allen and unfortunately the ball was um knocked out of his hand as he threw and the ball literally went straight into the arms of defensive tackle Derek nadi and from then on guys uh the momentum really started to shift in the direction of kansas city after that interception um the chargers uh excuse me the chiefs were able to to go down um, a couple drives later after a second interception from Rivers and it was just one play, six yards, five seconds off the clock to take the lead with their first touchdown of the day, making it 7-3 Chiefs. The Chargers were able to um, trade field goals for the next bit, 7-6, to six, then the Chiefs got 10-6, to six, then another field goal by the Chargers brought it to 10-9 to nine, um, at halftime. So game still really wasn't out of hand, right? But they come out, the Chiefs in the very first drive of the second half, go nine plays, 75 yards, five and a half minutes off the clock with a touchdown to make it 17 to nine uh, Chiefs. And on the first drive of the second half of the Chargers, three and out, they actually went back uh, three yards. So negative three yards on that. And on the very next drive, the Chiefs score again, 24 to nine with about, uh, you know, a little less than half a time left in the third quarter. Chargers were able to come back and score themselves six plays, 75 yards to make it 24-17, but inevitably that was the final score. The teams traded punts well into the fourth quarter, and then uh, that's when kind of the wheels started coming off still for uh, the Chargers. The Chargers defense played a heck of a game in this one, allowing the offense to get the ball back repeatedly in the fourth quarter, getting stop after stop against the Chiefs, which again, isn't an easy thing to do, but... Uh, there was Rivers' third interception. The Chiefs punted on that next drive, and then he threw the final interception with 18 seconds left in the game. Chiefs kneeled. Chiefs walked away with a 24-17 lead. It was frustrating. It was another just, you know, teasing Chargers fans to the very bitter end that there was hope in this game. Even though they had to overcome three interceptions up to the end at that point, from Phillip Rivers, there was still a chance, a real shot at beating the Chiefs again. And Phillip Rivers did what unfortunately he's been known for for far too long. He threw that fourth interception. Phillip Rivers has thrown, I think, almost five times as many interceptions against AFC West opponents as he has touchdowns. And that's a real stat, actually, if I had my notes here next to me. But I believe right now it's two touchdowns to nine interceptions. Just think of that stat line. Against three opponents, you're averaging three interceptions against your division opponents. The players that you're supposed to be playing the best football all year, you save it for those games. Two touchdowns 
nine interceptions. Two of those games, you didn't throw a single touchdown. All of a sudden, you know, I'm starting to get PTSD of it being the 14, 15, 16 seasons where, you know, the entire wheels came off. Teams were 4 and 11, 4 and 12, excuse me, 5 and 11, and football sucked to watch. Being a Chargers fan sucked. It's exactly the same thing, actually. But without me getting too off off the handle, talking about Phillip Rivers, we're just going to go ahead and talk about kind of some stats here from the game, going over um, teams and their players and performances that did stand out. Chargers, Rivers, 28-52, 353 yards, one touchdown and four interceptions. Melvin Gordon ran strong in this one. Unfortunately, the team pretty much abandoned the run in the second half, so he didn't see many carries whatsoever after the midway point, but finished with 14 carries for 69 yards, three catches for 21 yards. Because the team was down, Austin Eckler was used quite a bit in his receiving role. He had five carries for 24 yards, but caught a um, team-high eight passes tied with Keenan Allen, uh, but he did have a team-high in receiving yards with 108 Keenan Allen, again, eight catches uh, for 71 yards and a touchdown. This was actually the first game since week three that Keenan Allen crossed over the 70 receiving yard mark and scored a touchdown. So it was good to see a little bit of a bounce back game from him. Mike Williams uh, caught just two passes, but they were both huge two passes for 79 yards. Again, just, you know, a half a yard, uh, yard, excuse me, under averaging 40 yards per catch in this one, which is just still pretty cool. He's always been good for one of those 45 to 50 yard passes late in the game when the Chargers needed to get downfield quick. Um, And this is, I feel like this is the third or fourth game in a row that he's had a catch of that manner. Hunter Henry uh, gobbled up some passes in the first half. I don't know if he even caught one in the second half, which would be, again, another travesty why you would go away from your hot players in the second half when you need points and you need to score. But he finished the game, uh, and I saw a tweet today that said, uh, Hunter Henry's stat line uh, would make Rob Gronkowski giggle. And that's because he caught six of nine passes for 69 yards. Yeah, uh, you probably giggled as well. It's kind of tough not to. Um, but that's your offense defensively for the chargers. Thomas Davis led the team with 12 tackles, one pass defended. Joey Bosa, unfortunately could not get to Mahomes. Unfortunately could not get to Mahomes and bring him down whatsoever in this one. He had two tackles, did have two QB hits. And I know he said after pregame that he, you know, he was back there. He felt like 20 some times and he just could not find a way to, to get to Mahomes. Melvin Ingram, five total tackles, had the lone charger sack of the night, did have two tackles for loss and two passes defended. Rayshon Jenkins, three total tackles, had that interception I talked about earlier and a pass defended. And Jalen Watkins was second on the team with 11 total tackles. Patrick Mahomes actually had one of his worst games of the 2019 season. He completed just 19 passes for 30 uh, of 32 passes, excuse me, for 182 yards, one touchdown, and his second interception of the entire year. Uh, he also scrambled four times for 60 yards, but finished with five for 59, just based on the kneel they used to obviously end the game. Darrell Williams, their third string running back, led them in rushing. He had 11 carries for 35 yards and a touchdown on the night. Damian Williams left the game early with an injury. Tight end Travis Kelsey, seven catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. And that touchdown was a real backbreaker uh, in this one. Really handed the momentum over to the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill, um... Left early in this game as well with a right hamstring injury. Saw two targets, did not catch either one, and did not play a big role in this one whatsoever. Uh, the rest of the Chiefs' offense was pretty non-existent. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, just seven carries for 29 yards, uh, had four catches for 28 yards. 
Sammy Watkins, two catches for 26 yards. McCole Hardman, two for just 13. Byron Pringle, one for nine. I mean, there really wasn't much of anything. The the Chiefs' offense didn't need to do too much in this due to the fact that their defense, or honestly, I don't even want to give the credit to the defense. I just want to say that Phillip Rivers gave the ball away four times. One really not being his fault. Trey Pipkins got whipped by Frank Clark for his first interception, the one that just came straight out of his hand and bounced right into the arms of a defensive tackle. But pretty much three times he did give the ball away. The Chiefs defense, so Tyran Matthew, Daniel Sorensen, Derek Nottie, and Rashad Fenton all had one interception in this one. Anthony Hitchens, their middle linebacker, led the team with 10 total tackles. Frank Clark, uh, their defensive end they got from the Seahawks, really good player. Five total tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss. And then defensive tackle, I believe his name is Mike Pinnell. Three tackles, one sack, and two tackles for loss to lead the Chiefs in that category. The holidays are almost here, and you know what that means. Gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Unlike most brands, Untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucked shirts always fall at just the right length, no matter his size. So he looks casual and sharp. And if you're a guy like me who is a rather on the large side, you know, former athlete, maybe weightlifter or something like that, shopping can be a real pain. Sometimes you gotta go let's just say a double XL for one thing and an XL for something different because one, you know, you fit the shoulders, but it's too loose in, you know, your midsection or, or it's vice versa. It's just a huge pain. So, you know, whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style for your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com. And promo code BLUE for 20% off. Although the Chargers are heading into their bye week with a dismal 4-7 record, there is still plenty of positivity to be had. There's still plenty of positivity to be taken from their latest matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's where I'm going to go with my Surger Static column for this week. You can go on over to bolsontheblue.com and check it out. It's titled, This Can't Be the or How It Ends, right? This Can't Be How It Ends, right? And obviously, the biggest theme here is going to be Philip Rivers' performance. If it really is going to be the defining moment of the de- final decline, essentially, of his career. But we're just going to get into the players. Uh, first up for the surge section, we have Keenan Allen. And of course... Uh, Allen makes his return to the right side of this column after he bars his way into the end zone for the first time since week three of this season. Like I said before, he also managed to reach 70-plus receiving yards for the first time since that Houston Texans game as well. He finished with a team-high eight catches for 71 yards and that touchdown, which brought the team within a score following a two-point conversion to a wide-open Hunter Henry in the back of the end zone. And on the season, as of right now, Allen, I believe, is third in the NFL with 70 catches for 796 yards and four scores through 11 weeks. Next up, we have running back Austin Eckler. Uh, And, you know, while the team played most of this last game from behind, Eckler got, you know, the chance to shine to where uh, where he always does. Eckler finished tied for the team lead in catches with eight, but managed to lead the Chargers in receiving with 108 yards through the air. He also chipped in with 25 rushing yards on four carries, including an 18-yard reverse that helped give the Bolts some momentum early in the first quarter. Uh, Thirdly, no, excuse me, (laughs) 
skipping a little ahead too, too far ahead of myself on these on my notes. Um, one of the no- most notable things that Shane Steichen has done since he became offensive coordinator is utilizing Eckler more on the outside as a receiver while Melvin Gordon is in the backfield. This was a point of emphasis that fans wanted to see more of over the last year, but Ken Wisenhunt seemed a little too grounded in unoriginality to ever go through with a decision to put two running backs on the field for the majority of the snaps. Regardless of the recent losses, the offensive philosophy has been good, much better in fact compared to how things were running to start the season. The next step is simply to find out how to keep the momentum going once you reach the red zone, once you get in your inside your opponent's 20-yard line. This is going to be the next step to really show, you know, at least, you know, let the Chargers finish on a strong note. I know probably not pushing for the playoffs right now and maybe a little more focused on getting a top draft pick to help come back stronger and, and, you know, whatever we have to see when the 2020 season comes. Whoever's going to be a quarterback, whoever's going to be on the coaching staff still, we'll just have to see and and maybe they'll have, you know, a really good draft pick to uh, bolster their shot next season. Thirdly, I just have safety Rayshon Jenkins. Uh, although he leads the team with three interceptions on the season, his pick against Mahomes was kind of the first one that, that made you go, whoa, like that's a hell of a play. That's a heck of an interception. Uh, he did a phenomenal job baiting Mahomes on like this deep uh, up, you know, up the right seam. Um, and his ability to click and close on the ball was awesome. It culminated in this beautiful high point catch right in front of the receiver. And it was just the cherry on top of you know a play that the Chargers needed drastically to begin the game it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows however Jenkins did have a missed tackle or two in this one kind of like he normally does but that pick was the only was only the second one thrown by Mahomes this season and that statistic should like stand by itself you know kudos to Jenkins on the effort and I can only hope that his play will rise when and if Derwin James returns to the lineup following the team's week 12 by for my static players um, I don't really want to lean on the negative too much, so I'll just give you um, each player and talk just just a little bit, essentially. Um, number one, I do have Thomas Davis back on here. This guy leads the team in tackles. Every single game, he comes out usually as the team lead in tackles. But you can't get past the fact that he misses so many tackles. And I'll give it to him. He made some good plays in this game. You know, the one where he pushed Travis Kelsey out of bounds on a third down play that would have been a first down, which would have maybe let the Chiefs score more points. Like, it's good. He makes some plays. But the egregious missed missed tackles cannot be overlooked. I don't know how many times he has someone dead to rights at or behind the line of scrimmage, and Davis, for whatever reason, cannot bring him down. And I'm talking, this isn't, like, half of them aren't even, like, whiffed tackles. Like, he gets his hands on dudes, wraps around them, and somehow just falls off and lets these guys run for another five, six, seven, eight yards. It sucks. It is all the damn time. And there are far too many people still trying to support him when, cool, you know what, he's a veteran. It's still cool to see, you know, 35, 36-year-old guy playing such an important position like linebacker and not playing, you know, most horrendously. He's still starting and contributing. But again, guys, he's, the the moments where he sucks very much outweigh the moments where he doesn't suck. And that's not the recipe for a player, especially for a player at a position as important as a linebacker in the Chargers defense. Secondly, I just have cornerback uh, Desmond King on here. I love King. I'm one of his biggest fans. 
We went to college together at the University of Iowa. Great guy. I love the fact that he's on the Chargers. I love the fact that he's our return man. I love it all. But he was struggling. And I think Anthony Lynn mentioned something in his press conference that King was saying he was struggling with the lights in the stadium, that he was really having a hard time tracking the ball in the air. Um, maybe I'll give it to him that excuse on the second time he muffed it, but the first time that he was he went back inside his own 10 and tried to catch a punt over the shoulder was completely asinine. And again, it, it's something taught in high school where if you're at the, usually they put his heels at the 15-yard line. If the ball sails over your head, then you let it. Here, they told him if it goes over your head and you're at the 10, leave it. And he wouldn't flip and leave it. He tried to get it, again, catch it over his shoulder, which you never see returners do. You never see returners try to catch a punt over their shoulder. just doesn't make any sense. So that's why he is on that list. It sucks, but you know he, it, the team could have used a spark with him uh, as a return guy, and uh, there just wasn't anything to be had with his performance on Monday night. Thirdly, of course we have to have Phillip Rivers on this list. The guy threw four interceptions four interceptions two or three of them essentially were all at times where the chargers needed to go down and if they scored they would have taken the lead over and over and over again the chargers defense displayed monumental effort to stop the chiefs to limit them to keep the chargers offense in an opportunity to win the game for the team unfortunately rivers cannot stop throwing the ball where he shouldn't throw the ball. Hero Ball Rivers is the worst player in the entire NFL. Rivers, I, God, I'm so, I'm sick. I'm sick of it, guys. I just, I cannot keep supporting this guy who, you know, in front of the cameras, in front of, you know, who he needs to be, uh, he's positive. He's going to show you he's this fighter. He's going to say all the right things. That is not who I see on the field. He only got sacked two or three times. You know, Trey Pipkins, you know, it sucked that he let Frank Clark do what he did. Trent Scott apparently was the second highest graded offensive player on the Chargers on Monday night, according to Pro Football Focus. Trey Pipkins Pipkins was not that bad. Rivers had time, and he just couldn't get it done. We'll see what happens when Okung and Tevi are back. But I just, you know, sick of it. Okay, let's just get on to some things. And I really want to stress, here's some things I looked up and found out about Phillip Rivers. The guy isn't clutch. He is not clutch. This was a fact on, on today's first take out on ESPN. Rivers has lost 61 games within one score 61 times he has been down a score and has failed to pull out a victory that's been the theme not of just 2019 but of pretty much the last decade 2019 2017 16 15 it's been a long time here are philip rivers touchdown to interception ratios versus afc west opponents since 2015 2015 against, in the six games you play against the division, right? This is what this is. He threw four touchdowns to six interceptions across six games. He averaged one pick a game and less than one touchdown a game. In 2016, 
when the team went 5-11. and 11. He threw 12 touchdowns to 8 interceptions. Better, right? In 17, when they went 9-7, and seven, he threw 10 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. A little worse. Still not more picks than touchdowns. In 2018, when they went 12-4, and four, he still didn't play that well against AFC West opponents, but he threw for 12 touchdowns and 8 interceptions again. Still not bad, but I wouldn't even call it that good. And in 2019, this season alone, just through three games, just through three games, you have one game against the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chiefs left. He has thrown just two touchdowns to nine interceptions. He has more interceptions through just three games against AFC West opponents than he's had total any of the last four seasons previous. He's on pace to throw four touchdowns to 18 interceptions, all against divisional opponents, the team that you need to play your best football against. Because if you win all those games, most of them, the majority of them, that's your free ticket to the playoffs. In the games that matter most, Phillip Rivers has not been the guy. He has not been clutch. This season, he stands at 15 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. Gotta be his worst ratio so far of his career. If he continues down this path, gotta be. And I think as in, in terms of total turnovers, fumbles and interceptions, he now has, I believe, at least 16, which would put him at more turnovers than he's thrown touchdown passes. That's a damning stat. He was third in the NFL before this game in interceptions. I think he currently leads the NFL in interceptions now after throwing four against the Chiefs. I'm not sure how long Phillip Rivers has left. I'm not sure what's going through his head. I'm not sure what's going through the Chargers brass's head. Telesco, Lynn, the Spanoses. What do you do? Do you allow Phillip Rivers to play through the rest of the season? Because you have no hope of the playoffs. Do you allow him to just play football through the rest of the year and see what happens in the offseason? Do you replace him right now? Like there's there's no, you know, there's no good or bad that could come of playing someone else besides maybe losing out on a draft pick. If they get some wins, you get a lesser draft pick. But I mean, that's all positives to me. Getting another guy in there, seeing how how close they are to having a succession plan already on the roster and potentially getting a better draft pick. If Phillip Rivers does come back for one more year, he said that he wants to play in the new LA stadium, then maybe you get a new weapon for him. Maybe he gets rejuvenated. Maybe he decides um, to cut the shit. Maybe he gets on the TB12 plan and somehow becomes a little bit more athletic going into the twilight years of his life, or at least the football life, like Tom Brady. And maybe he plays a little bit better. I don't know. I really don't know on this one. It's it's so far up in the air. I don't know. I don't know, guys. If you uh, have any feelings about Rivers, don't be afraid to uh, slide in my DMs, talk to me on Twitter, message me. And uh, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. I just, I'm not sure how I feel. I'm not sure if it's Tyrod time. I'm not sure if it's Easton Stick time. Uh, but it's time for something. Because I don't know if fans, me or fans, anybody can go on and watch Rivers perform the way he has the last couple weeks. With that being said, guys, that does wrap up today's show. Really appreciate you guys coming out. Um, Felt like a little heavier of a show 
a little heavier of a show than normal, um, a little more weight, you know, it, you may feel on your shoulders. I know there's definitely some weight on my shoulders because I, I just don't know how to feel about this team that I am so passionate about. I'm not sure the right direction. I'm not sure um, what's best for them here and now, what's the best plan for the near future, the long game or anything like that. With that, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming on, uh, listening to me once again. Appreciate all the love. Subscribe, uh, like, comment, everything. Five-star review. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. I appreciate all of it. Um, As always, this has been Michael Peterson with the Powder Blue Review. I will see you guys later this week for our second show to preview. Uh, Actually, it'll be a bye week. Surprise, bye week show. I'm still going to give you a show. It probably won't be, obviously won't be a, a preview of this week. Um, I think I might take the next two in between, um, obviously the next game against the Broncos and this last game against the Chiefs. I think we're going to dig into some draft stuff. I think we're going to talk about some draft prospects, guys I like, positions of need and all that fun stuff because as things are standing right now, it's kind of, you know, draft season. I think it's, it's safe to say that we can start on draft picks and strategies and stuff like that. So again, this has been Michael Peterson with the powder blue review. I will see you guys later this week to talk draft prospects. You guys have a good one.